0: i'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher are you ready let's dive in today's episode is all about chick-fil-a and don't you worry i'm not sponsored i'm not starting to put ads in the podcast this is just my silly comparison between progress monitoring and chick-fil-a so follow me along this little analogy I've got going on here. Whether you have a Chick-fil-A in your town or not, you probably know that Chick-fil-A is known for having just like a totally amazing drive-through experience. And one time I pull up to the Chick-fil-A and the line is like insanely long. They have so many people in line And I just want to drive away because to be completely honest, every time I go to a drive through at, let's just say the other guy, you pick another fast food chain that has a slow drive through in your area. Any other time I would go to that restaurant, it would take forever and a day. And if the line looked like that, I'd be there for hours. And my family knows that one of my biggest pet peeves is waiting in drive-thru. I literally hate waiting in drive-thru. And I think I hate it because I have 900 things I need to do and I don't just sit. I don't just sit and wait. I'm not good at that. And so unless I'm like reading a book in drive-thru, I'm probably pretty annoyed. And so... That particular day, I did have time. And so I'm like, okay, everybody says this Chick-fil-A drive through is so amazing. I'm just going to start my timer. And for the heck of it, I'm going to see how long it takes me to get through this line that is literally wrapped around the building. And I feel like the parking lot of my local Chick-fil-A is pretty big. So if I had to estimate, I would say like 30 cars. I don't know. I didn't count. All I did was time. And I got through that drive through in 12 minutes, 12 minutes. I'm not kidding. 30 cars would A, never have been possible at the other guy. And it really would have been at least an hour, if not more. And so how the heck do they get it done in 12 minutes? That's unreal. And because I am the way I am, then I start kind of watching what they've got going on. They have a system. Everybody knows their job. Everybody knows their role. There's an order that makes sense. And every piece is exactly where it's supposed to be, when it's supposed to be there, and it just flows. And so I couldn't help but think that when I'm hearing and seeing teachers struggle with progress monitoring, it's because there's not a system. And so we need to kind of start thinking about our progress monitoring in a way that makes so much sense that it's like the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. And here's what I mean by that. Let's take when you first arrive at the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. They are going to take your order before you ever even get to a window. There's no speaker. There's no nothing. They have their little iPad or whatever it is and they're going to take your order right there. Rain or shine, hot or cold, they're there ready to take your order as soon as you enter that line. I want you to think of that as you, as the special education teacher, picking and choosing the right menu items for the students on your caseload. So let's say you have a student who is in the second grade and they are working on decoding CVC words, they're working on writing simple sentences, some reading comprehension, maybe some sight words, you know overall what they can do and what they can't do. And so for you as a special education teacher, you need to be getting a menu of IEP goals that you know will be good for those students. And we don't need to be too stuffed. We don't need to be too overloaded when we walk out of Chick-fil-A or after we consume all of those things. And so you, as the special ed teacher, you're not going to overwhelm yourself. You're going to be picking and choosing goals for those students that appropriately match their needs. You're not gonna pick everything. You're gonna pick some of the big mama skills that you know that student needs to work on so that you do not Feel stuffed when you're done so that you don't feel overwhelmed and wonder, how am I going to do all this? Also in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, there's more than one lane. And I have seen, maybe this is just an Indiana thing. I don't know. Most commonly, there are two lanes. But I once went to one where literally, there was like very little parking lot because there were three lanes of drive-thru traffic. I want you to think of all these lanes just like you would be thinking of the adults in your room or the adults on your team. So yeah, you're the special education teacher and you are in charge of collecting all of that data. Just like maybe the shift leader or whoever's out in charge of all these people is in charge of making sure that all of those orders get taken. But guess what? One person isn't out there taking all the orders. There are multiple people in multiple lanes collecting people's orders. And the same can be true of the adults in your room. You are not the only one that can collect data. And you know if you have listened to any previous episodes that I am a control freak and I want to collect all the data. But that's also why I let myself get very stressed out and very overwhelmed because I'm trying to do it all. So, we have to take a lesson or take a look at what Chick-fil-A drive-thru is doing and start thinking about what can we do to make our jobs easier and that's share the load, open another lane, have two lanes three lanes, however many you need based on the adults that you have available to you. Find a way to make it easier on the person. The manager of Chick-fil-A isn't out there doing it all on his own. There are different people in each lane collecting those orders. As each of those team members are taking your order, they also ask for payment at that time. And so if you're paying with your credit card, Easy, they've got a little machine, you insert your card, it's paid for right there. But then some people don't pay with their credit card and so there's also a team member a little further down the line that then collects anybody who has a cash payment. I want you to begin equating this step of the payment step of their process into our ability to, once we collect the data, have somewhere to put it immediately, have a plan for what we're doing. So for me, I have a little cheat sheet on my clipboard, and it has all of my students and all of their goals. I get it ready at the beginning of the year, and then I just have to update it with students who move in or move out, new students who are identified, things like that, annuals that I hold and have to change goals. So it's kind of a working document and I print it each nine weeks. So I always know kind of what's coming and going, what students have I monitored, what students haven't, what goals have I kind of missed the boat on, what do I still need to do, that kind of thing. And what I'm looking to do is progress monitor those goals in my group. I do not want to stop instruction to monitor those goals. I want it to just be smooth sailing the whole way. I want my kids to get to learn. I want my kids to get to do their daily routine every day. And then I'm just going to be saying, okay, I know this student has a fluency goal. I have to assess that goal in the moment while we're right there. The same is true with reading comprehension goals or writing goals. I can just assess it right in the moment and it just flows. To me, those are comparable to our credit card payments. The majority of our goals are going to fit that. We can just pull that data right in that moment, record it, we're done with it. Just like when you pay with your credit card, you do your thing, you place your order, you're all good, you pay with your card, you move on down the line. However, we all know that there are times where either you don't have money on your card and you need to pay with cash or you just prefer paying with cash and so you don't wanna use your credit card just because you're in the Chick-fil-A drive through So you have to move down the line and pay with cash. To me, those are some of the goals that just don't fit the mold or are hard to progress monitor within the group. For example, some of my students might have goals to master high frequency words. I like to use the Dolch sight word list. And so if that's the case, I don't want to ask a student to read 42 or 50 sight words within that group. If they've mastered a lot of them, then hey, that's gonna be really easy. They might flow pretty quickly, but it's still time away from our group, and it's still something that we're not doing every day in my group. Because when we're working on sight words in my group, it's just a handful of those. And some might be review, some might be brand new, but we're not practicing all 42 every day. We're working on just a few. But I could use my special ed assistant when she's already working with them on sight words. I could ask her to give them the whole 42 word list because she's working with them one on one. She's already working on sight words. So it does kind of fit within what they're doing. It gives her feedback on hey, I thought we already had this word, but now when you're seeing it again, you don't remember it maybe we need to go back or hey you have more words than what even I thought you did it gives her that feedback and so it just better utilizes the time and the resources that we have now that you've placed your order and you've paid for your order then within just a few minutes you're going to have that order sitting in your car And so what I love is somehow they take two or three lanes of traffic and they know what order all of those cars are going to be in. And so for me, this is the data entry side of progress monitoring. So now that you have all that data collected, now it's time for you to kind of get all your ducks in a row, get all that data where it needs to be, For me, I have that tracking sheet where I'm just kind of quickly jotting down, okay, they knew three words, they knew they could read 43 words per minute, you know, whatever it might be. I'm just kind of writing that data down quickly. That's not something I'm gonna send home to a parent. In fact, I couldn't even if I wanted to because it has all the students' data on it. However, we also have a computer system that houses our IEPs, and it also has a spot for progress monitoring. So I, at some point, have to take that data and go enter it into the computer. That's me getting my ducks in a row, knowing, okay, I have all this data, all of that data, here we go, getting everything right where it needs to be so that that progress report is ready to be passed out to the parent. And the last step of the Chick-fil-A drive-through is you've gotta get that food. And unlike a lot of other restaurants, When we leave the Chick-fil-A drive-thru, I have everything I ordered. I have everything that I need. If I asked for sauce, the Chick-fil-A sauce is there. If I got a Diet Coke, my Diet Coke is there. And it's marked that it's Diet Coke so that I don't drink my daughter's Coke and then spit that out. I know everything is right. And so this part of the Chick Fil A drive-through, I relate to getting all the parts and pieces of progress reports from all of the other service providers. Each and every school does this differently, yeah, or every district, kind of however your makeup is, it's different. For me, since I am the teacher of record or I am the case manager. I make sure that all of those progress reports go home. So not just me, but our behavior support teacher, our speech and language pathologist, our OT, our PT, anybody else who sees that student and monitors progress on them, I make sure that their progress report is in that little envelope and is sent home with that student. So I have to make sure that everything is accurate. I can't send home my progress reports, but forget the speech teachers because yeah, she entered her data and yeah, she did all of that. So she's in compliance. I'm using air quotes with that. Yeah, she's in compliance, but that parent, if it just sits on the computer, that parent never gets the opportunity to see that. And that's just like the sauce that goes with your chicken nuggets. You don't want to be without that Chick-fil-A sauce and that parent wants to see the progress on all of their child's goals from all of the teachers that service that child throughout the day. Are you seeing any errors or any maybe mindset shifts that you need to make in your progress monitoring routine or in that system? When it comes to progress monitoring, or to be perfectly honest, with any system or with anything that you do during your day, it should be as smooth as the Chick-fil-A drive-through. So if it's an evaluation, you should have a system. You should have a process. You should know what is step A and step B and C, and you might have 26 steps, but guess what? That's okay. You have a system that is all laid out. Because honestly, the Chick-fil-A drive through is just, to me, like the holy grail of systems. They have it down to a science. And that's our goal or that's what we want. And so with my silly analogy, my one hope is that you start considering and looking at your system, your routines and practices so that you can have a progress monitoring system that is as smooth as the Chick-fil-A drive-through instead of the other guys. Instead of the place where when your kids mention that, you're like, uh, do, do we have to? It's going to be like 30 minutes just to get food. I could have went home and cooked it faster by now. Or where you're wondering, why, why are they working here? <laughs> they hate their life. They hate what's happening. They're clueless about what's going on. They forgot my barbecue sauce, whatever it is. So I want you to really start thinking about which are you? Are you Chick-fil-A or are you the other guy who is probably disliking what's going on in their classroom every day, who is probably feeling stressed and overwhelmed or clueless? You don't want to be that guy. You want to be the one who has a clue and has a system. So let me know after listening to this, if you're seeing my connection or if you're like Amanda, you might be a little bit nuts, which honestly might be a little bit true, but either way, I want you through the Facebook group to reach out, share the things that you're going to do because other teachers need that inspiration. Some teachers might be listening to this and might be like, I, I don't even know where to get started. Yeah, I understand I need a system, but I'm a brand new teacher. What does that system look like? So if you share that in the Facebook group, that could inspire other teachers to be like, ah, I could do that. So share your ideas, share what you're doing so that we can all have Chick-fil-A drive-through kind of progress monitoring styles here. So thanks so much, and I will see you guys next week. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.